morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast of today. Today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, so I hope y'all have an amazing, awesome Tuesday. Ugh. I hope y'all are having a good day. I hope y'all have a good day today, and don't let anyone, I mean, anyone's ruin your day. Don't let nobody ruin your day. Don't. So today I'm reading. Today is October the 16th. I mean the 16th. Lord him. October the 6th. And today is states. Be willing to follow wherever I lead. Follow me wholeheartedly with, with glad and anticipation. Quicken your pace. Though you do not know what lies ahead, I know. And that is enough. Some of my richest blessings are just around the bend. Out of sight, but nonetheless, very real. To receive these gifts, you must walk by faith, not not by sight. (laughs) This doesn't mean closing your eyes to what is around you. It means subordination. Subordination, the visible world to the invisible shepherd of your soul. Sometimes I lead you to a high mountain with only my hand to support you. The higher you climb, the most, the more spectacular, spectacular view become. Also, the more keen is your sense, you separate from the world with all the, with all its problems. This free you to experience, free to experience. Mm, the glorious, Lord have mercy. This frees you to experience the joyous reality of my presence, giving yourself. Freely to those glorious moments, a washing of dazzling light. I will eventually lead you down the mountain back into the community with others. Let my light continue to shine within you as a, as you walk among the people again. So today it is talking about be willing to follow wherever I lead. So that means wherever God leads you, be willing to follow Him. If God tells you to, say for if God tells you to. Follow me to, oh Jesus, let me see, let me see. Say God tell you to follow him. Okay, I'm going to say this. You know, we stay in the United States of America. If God tell you to follow him to a third world country, he wants you to do his work. I mean, like, God said, okay, I want you to pack up. We're going to go over here to this to this third world country. But they have, you know, everything is very limited. They don't have the luxury that we have, like, the AC, the whatever the case may be, like AC, we go to the store, you have to pick, you know, take for instance, like those shows called like Survival, where they got to go hunt their food and they be all in the rainforest. But if God tell you to go there and preach the word to people that you have no idea who they are, but God said, be willing to follow him wherever I lead. So if God leads you to wherever, just be willing to follow him. I know this lady she um god told her to pack up her pack up everything move from move from where she was and come stay out here so that means that means she left her house her house that was paid for she means she left everything that she was accustomed to that she was that was like her her domain i mean like that was her that was her like she just left everything behind and came by came out here or whatever, and she's still out here because she said God told her to do it. But so that means you got to be willing to do it. She stepped out there and she did it. 
Now, I don't know. If I, I mean, I ain't gonna say I couldn't do it. But if God told you to pack up, say if God told you to pack them, go to Atlanta, Georgia. You have no family there. You have nobody there. If God has told you to get up, pack your stuff up. Come on, let's go. We're gonna go. This is where I want you to go. So you gotta be like, okay. <laughs> I would be like, geez, you gotta give me so you gotta give me more than that. You know, <laughs> you gotta tap me a little bit more than that. But God just wants us to be willing to follow Him. Well, He may tell you to go to the prison and just start preaching the word of God. You know, He just wants us to be able to be willing to follow Him wherever He go. Um, it's safe. Follow me wholeheartedly with glad and anticipation, quicken your pace. Though you do not understand, though you do not know what lies ahead, because we don't know what lies ahead. You t- Jesus telling us to go. So you like what? I don't. I'm, what am I have to drive in? What am I staying? You know, because all those thoughts are coming. What am I staying? What am I drive? How am I find a job? Or how am I make money? But he said, don't worry about that. He said, don't worry. But he said, do not, because you don't know what lies ahead. I and he said. He said, though you do not know what lies ahead, and I know, and that is enough. Some of my richest blessings are just around the bend. So God might be telling you to go somewhere, and you don't like, I ain't going nowhere. Shoot, I'm not doing none of that. Jesus, no, I'm not going to do it. But you just don't know what's around that corner. He said, around the bend. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't know. And it says, some of them might be out of the sight. He said, just around the bend, out of sight, but none the help. But nonetheless, very real. To receive these gifts, you must walk by faith and not by sight. For this lady to just pack up her stuff and move out here, she had to walk by faith and not by sight. But trust me, she had some tough times. She's been through some stuff, but she, oh, she's like, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. So that means she had to just trust him. That means she had to walk by faith and not by sight. This does not mean close your eyes to what is around you. It means subordinating the visible world to the invisible shepherd of your soul. He says, sometimes I lead you to the highest mountains with only my hands to support. So maybe sometimes God calls us out of our comfort zone. Um, God calls us to do something, you know, um, for me, for instance. Because this is what's my goal. This is what my goal and my dream. My dream was to move to Houston when I got to college. Buy me a house. Me for me and my kids. My goal was to move to Woodlands. Okay, that's where my mind was at. Okay, it'll be working. Had a good paying job. Okay, I ain't there yet. Um, but I was staying in Longview, and in Longview, it's like a small little knit community, and you know everybody. Everybody know everybody, but I don't really know everybody. But you know, it's just everybody there. So you know. And I was like, I did not want to leave there. Meaning, like, I didn't want to leave because that was my comfort zone. That was like my safe haven. Um, that was where I wanted to be at. So when I had to just pack up and leave, put all my stuff, and come to Houston, I was scared. I was afraid because I'm coming into something that I have no idea what I'm walking into. Like, you scared of the unknown. People like, what if I go out here and, I, and the same thing happen? And boom, back to where I was when I was alone. But. So I was like, okay, so I came out here, you know, I came out here, and I was like, okay, came out here, found me a job, whatever, got my kids in school, and they was adjusting. I was the one that was not adjusting, because I was like, because I was like, okay, because this was scary. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is not for me, you know. 
this wasn't for me. And um, I was like, okay, this is not for me. And I kept saying, I'm going, but I want to go back. I want to go back. I just want to go back. I can't do it right here. I can't. I just, I, I got to go back. You know, there's, back there, there's, you know, that's what I'm used to. That's what I'm adjusted to. That's what I felt like. God know, I'm like, why did God bring me out here? Why did, you know, I'm out here, I ain't got no car, I got a job, but now I have to, like, rely on people to help me. I was like, okay. I, you know, I just didn't know how to, to do it. You know, I was like, I don't know. I'm just tired. I just want to go back. And then, you know, and then one, one, one of my friends like, what you gonna keep, what, what you going back there for? Ain't nothing back there. So I had to, like, just sit for a moment, just think, if I go back, that means I won't have nowhere to stay. I won't have a car. I won't have a job. That means I have to find all those three things, try to put my kids back in school, try to focus on what I have to do. Okay, then I was like, but then I said, if I go back, you know, maybe I can stay with this person, that person. But you, you kind of find out when you go through stuff, you really kind of find out who your so-called friends and so-called family are, put it that way. So I was like, okay, it is what it is. So I just, I said, okay, I'm going to stay here. So I just buckled down, did what I had to do. Yes, I lost my apartment in, well, first when I moved out here, then that's when we went to go stay in a hotel for three and a half years. I could have easily went back. I mean, I could have packed myself and said, this is, hmm, this is enough. I, I can't do this. This is too many times. No, I'm not doing it no more. But I was like, if I keep running why I'm keep running from something. God, I said, well, maybe God led me here for a reason. Maybe God brought me to Houston for a reason. I don't know. You know, sometimes I sometimes like, you know, at that moment, I don't, I didn't understand. I'm like, why did God bring me here? And I'm out here struggling. I was in Longview. I was struggling, but at least I had somebody to help me. But, you know, I was like, okay, if I just do this, you know, I just could not. I just couldn't do it, you know. I was like, I'm so dead, my, you know. I got my my kids, like, mama, you can make it. So I started looking at the experts. So I put Longview in Texas, Houston, but wrote down like the pros and cons. Okay, this is what Longview have to offer, which is very limited. And Houston had, okay, my kids can go here. We can go do this some some days. We can. They got the best doctors out here, and the list kept going on and on. I said, okay, I'm gonna do it. So then, um, then Harvey hit, so we lost our um, our hotel. And so my sister was like, "Push Houston so hard. Why you think I left? Um, you know, there's nothing really there." And I was like, "Well, I did. You know how people manipulate you thinking that it's really nothing there." I'm like, "You right, maybe." Right, so I'm in the car, and then I'm like, second guess, do I stay here? Or do I go back? Do I stay here? Or do I go back? So I was like, hmm. So my son, you know, my son, who they call the pastor, the visitors of the property, the family. He's like, mommy, if you go back, and everybody, everybody would tell me this, but for him to, when I heard it from here, it sounded like so much real, like it was somebody else talking. So I was like, he said, mommy, if you go back. He said, go back. I said, no. He said, if you go back, I'm going to turn to a pillow of salt and you're going to die. I mean, he said, I'm going to turn to a pillow of salt 
talk and I'm going to die. I was like, why would you say that? Don't say that. You know, I hate when he said it. He said, I said, don't say that. You know, he was like, oh, just telling you. But when he said, I was like, okay, I got it. So I got it in my mind. It got to work. I, it, it just have to work for me and my kid. So I was like, this, I don't have no other chores. If I go back and I kept, you know, me and Jesus talk, we're going back and forth. So I said, if I go back, it's like, I'm just running from problem to problem. I need to just face this sucker head on and do it. So, even though we lost everything in Harvey or whatever, place, you know, stuff, all that type of stuff, we found this place. So, oh, excuse me, that's my mom. So, we lost this place or whatever. You know, we lost it. And I was like, oh, my God. So, I was like, okay, I would just stay here. And so I was like, okay, God, you're going to have to help me. If you want me to stay here, that means you're going to have to help me in this city, help me to do what I got to do. And then when I just start, like, stop depending on people to help me with my situation, I learned how to just rely and trust God that he had what's best for me. Even though I have went to Longview one time, that was back in 2000 and maybe 15 15 maybe 15 maybe I can't remember we went there to visit and it was like when I went back it was like so different this different people treated me different because I was like I didn't do nothing meaning okay so what if I left my kids there so what if I decide to go to Houston with nobody willing to help me so what you know so what so I was like and ever since that day I went back um, I have not been back since. Everybody like, please, you need to come back? Nope. It is something, like, everybody's treating me different because I had a nicer car or because, you know, it just, people treat you different when they feel like you about to, they feel like you got something better because you in Houston and you think, you, you know, they think you got it all together. So I was like, and I think sometimes God lead, led me there so I could see how people will react if I was, you know, to see how they act. And I was like, you know what? I ain't coming. I would not go back there because ain't nothing back there for me. So people may say, please come back and visit. I ain't, ain't been back since. And I'm not, probably won't go back to there to visit. I just won't, even though I have sisters there, I won't go back. <laughs> I just won't. I mean, it would just have to be Jesus tell me that please you need to go back and visit. But I like it here, and I just made it work for me. I mean, not work for me. God helped me. And ever since I've been here, I have been blessed beyond. Blessed on top of blessed. Who would have thought when I was in that hotel, who would have thought that God would have gave me a vision to start a blog to empower single women? Because I had a blog. Who would have thought during that time while I was staying in the hotel, I would have started going to school. Through school, I lost everything. Then I was still able to graduate. Graduate from college in Houston. When I was trying to graduate from college in Longview, who would have thought that Felicia would have a podcast in Houston? Because if I feel like if I stayed in Longview, I probably wouldn't have did that because did what um, did a podcast because there wasn't you know it was just sometimes you just feel like that's not you know you know you're trying to try to be somebody that you really not and I and I felt like I was trying to be something that I really wasn't so I was like no this you know it's gonna be me so and then I was like well maybe it's not me so uh but so then I came out here so 
I've been blessed on top of blessings. Blessed that I even started a t-shirt business and making stuff, doing stuff. And I'm much happier now. Like, even though I don't really have a whole lot of friends, even though I don't do a whole lot of stuff in Houston, um, I can say that I'm much happier. And I thank God. At first, I didn't know what the world he was doing. Why are you bringing me out here? But... As I look back now, I know that he had a reason to bring me out. He had to get me out of my comfort zone. So every time something goes wrong, I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know what I'm going to do. I would run to people instead of me. Like God said, stop going to people because people do you wrong. And I have learned that, that I don't care if they're your friends, your family, they will do you wrong. The worst people that will do you wrong the most is your family. So I was like, okay. So then I was like, I know what I have to do. So then I'll just say, okay, God, I'm just going to trust you. You know what's best for me and my kids. Yeah, we go through stuff, but it's God that helped me through this. Yes, I might have like a little piece, like Peter Paul and all that type of stuff. But I know that's God. So I follow God. Even though I was like, Jesus, I don't know what. I didn't understand it. But now I understand why he got me away from there. Why he bring, brought me here so that he can. So that he can just mold me into this person that who I never thought I could be. Everybody, like, please, you are so strong. You are a good mother. Please, please. I'm in the inside. I'd be like, girl, only if you knew. I'd be about to break down. But it's because of, I was like, okay, I'm just going to trust God. I mean, like, I had to walk by faith. There's some things I was like, Jesus, I don't know. But every time, if I felt like I just couldn't do something, I would, like, go to God and be like, God, I don't know if I can do this. But here I am. Doing something who would have thought in those darkest days, in those darkest moments, when we were standing in the hotel, that he would play this on my heart to, to inspire single moms. Who would have thought? I felt like I, if I was in Long, when I was in Long Beach, I never thought about inspiring. Yes, I had a passion for single moms because I said if I ever won a lot, I was going to help single moms. But I never had that drive. I'd be like, I do it. But now I have more of a drive because I don't have nobody telling me what I can and cannot do. Or I don't have nobody saying, can you do this or can, you know, whatever. So, you know, yeah. So that's what I wanted to tell y'all today. And today the verse is from 2nd. Hold on for a second.
So the verse is from 2 Corinthians. Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. And the other one is from Psalms 96, verse 6. One is from John 8, 12. And Psalms 36, 9. Let me see. Sorry, y'all. I just... I was up here talking and thinking my mic was on. Jesus help me, Lord. Sorry for the brief moment of pause, okay? So I'm going to read 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Second, Second Corinthians 5 and 7, 5 and 7, and it say, for we walk by faith and not by sight. When we walk by faith and not by sight, that means like, you can say if you go for a job interview, and even though them folks have not told you, girl, that you have the job, you like, girl, I got the job. Even though you have not gotten no confirmation, even though you haven't got a call saying that you got the job, that's what walking by faith means. Believing something that's not even that. Believing that you have it, even though they haven't gave you confirmation. Believing that, you know, whatever. And the next one is Psalms 96. Psalms 96. Psalms 96, verse 6. Honor. And your majesty are before you. Strength and your beauty are in his sanctuary. Is this the right one? Yeah. Okay. Then we go over here to John. 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 Chapter 8. John chapter 8. Verse 12. And it states. Then Jesus spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world. Ooh. You who follow me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of the world. So this is what I do. When I wake up in the morning, and when I get to walk, go into my job, I'll be like, God, let them see this. Let them see God. Is, let them see the God is in me. Let my light shine so bright, shine so bright that they see you in me. Um, I have this this man that worked in my job, he's like, you know, we have, I work for the school, so we have like APs, and they, they walk around like, they poo-poo don't stink. <laughs> so they don't speak to people, but every time this man see me, I don't know what it, I know what it is. He speak to me. I don't care if, I don't care if it is. Because one teacher had walked up, but when he saw me, he said, good morning. I'm like, good morning. So I always said, God, let them see, let them see Jesus in me. Let them see the light in me. So they, that way they can say, like, what is she doing? Like, I want to know what she got going on. The next one is Psalms 36. Psalms 36. Psalms 36. Psalms 36. Psalm 36. Um, verse hmm. 9. For you, for with you is the foundation of life. In your, li- in your light we see light. For with you is the foundation of life. In your light, we see light. Okay. So just walk by faith and not by sight. So today I'm reading another a prayer for y'all today. And today's word is patient. Patient. Father raised obedient, loving children. Require me to show gentleness and patience, not threat or harsh. I pray that you would teach me how to soften each Correction will show 
with this same love, shame, same love I received from you. Help me to understand that my children may need second chances. How thankful I am that you allowed me to do over from time to time. I want to be gracious yet consistent with my discipline. Give me wisdom. I pray. Amen. I was going to go into detail about that. We got to have patience with our kids. I don't care what our kids choose to do in life. I don't care what. This is going to be another podcast. I think I'm going to do a podcast later on today when I get home. But I'm going to be talking about how we need to talk to our children. How we say things to our kids that can hurt them. But today, I hope y'all have an amazing and awesome. Because I want to go into detail about this. So later on today, I will be doing a podcast uh, about talking to your children. Um, so thank y'all ladies and gentlemen for listening to my podcast on today. I hope you have an amazing, awesome Tuesday. And remember, walk by faith and not by sight. And don't let nobody steal your joy. I don't care what they may say, what the enemy throws at you. You have the wisdom. You have the power to control your day. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have an amazing and awesome Tuesday.